0: Welcome to the podcast,
1: More to Life with Faith and Lois. I'm Faith. And I'm Lois. Our podcast explores the things you face in life that inspire and daunt you.
0: Hello, Faith. Hello, Lois. It's a good day. It is a good day. It does seem like there's a lot going on everywhere, and I'm so glad to be sitting down in a place with you Mm -hmm. to talk about
1: conflict. (laughs) Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> is there something I do not know? No, no, no. It's just
0: conflict in our lives. Oh, it's the theme oh, of our okay. podcast. Remember we're doing four. <laughs> that is so correct. we're gonna hit yes. this again and again and again and again. And you know, last week we focused on relationships yes. and we sorted out any conflicts we may have had, Faith. <laughs> <laughs> yes we did. Yes but we did. And if you missed it and you want to hear what that was, you won't find it. But if you do, you can check it out on our website moretolifewithfaithandlois.com. We also have a weekly newsletter you could get and sign up for or on your favorite podcast platform go back and, you know, binge on every single one of our podcasts. This is number 151 by the way. So we have wow. quite a few out there. So today we move into the impact that conflict has in your body and ask the question what does conflict do within your body? Hmm. And Faith what about you when you have conflict? Where, where do you feel it? What
1: happens in your body? A lot of things um, I tend to get the sweaty palms and my heart sometimes might begin to race a little bit or um, I also can feel like a lot of uh, adrenaline going into my body so my legs feel heavy um, I get achy Um, I literally feel like a little bit like light flu symptoms or something like that. It just can get, it really uh, impacts my immune system, I can tell. That's amazing Mm -hmm. that you
0: said that because I I hear you because I'm going to tell you that I get like headaches and -hmm. I get almost a dizziness when when I'm really um, upset about something that I can watch this conflict coming and I can see it coming in until I pause long enough to observe it. Mm -hmm. But before I observe it, when it's just coming on, it's something that seems automatic. I know. And like, it's out of your control. <laughs> and in, in, and initially, because it's an emotion, it is. Mm-hmm. And what I'm getting better at is not judging it as much as I used to. I used to get so mad at myself. Don't let that bother you. And it's like, no, no, that can bother you. Mm. Now, what am I going to do about it is the next right. question. And we're going to address that. But... It's not a comfortable place to be mm, at no.
1: all when conflict hits your body, Faith. It is, and it's very uncomfortable, and And we want to get rid of it. And that's usually where we try to get out of the situation rather than do exactly what you just described, is to say, yes, I am feeling this, now what can I do about it? So in our podcast today, we do want to explore what happens in that
0: time of conflict so that you are aware of how it really impacts your body. Because between your brain and your body, boy, conflict can take a toll. And it turns out it does begin with the brain, automatic and unconscious. And in fact, there is a brilliant piece in Harvard Business Review by Diane Musho Hamilton. And she wrote this piece. It's called Calming Your Brain. During conflict. And it's a great tool. And we're going to use a lot of our ideas here. So we have the question, what does conflict do within your body?
1: Hmm. Well, initially, it creates uh, the impulse to protect your body. Yes. You know, it's like that self-defense rises up and because uh, the alarm goes off inside danger, danger, danger. And that's what conflict kind of evokes within us. But um, and we feel that heart racing that I was talking about and, and the sweat Palms and and the breathing and it can get very, very shallow or it can become more like you're hyperventilating and move in even into some panic attacks. Um, you can get a rush of anger or or this need to um, to flee, to get out, and to escape, those are just kind of those initial reactions that will rise up within the body, and it's all meant to protect. It is, and so if you can think of it that way, this is
0: happening, don't like it, but it's happening, and it's kind of an automatic response that right. in some sense you don't have control of that initial flood. Where you start to have control is once you notice that's happened. Exactly. But we're kind of giving you a heads up that when that happens, This is normal. This is what happens when conflict hits you, especially if it's something that that really is important to you, really bothers you. You're in a situation with a family member or a work
1: colleague or any place where you're bothered by something Mm -hmm. like this. The brain is just trying to protect you. It's an old response of if you came up as a caveman against a lion, (laughs) those responses happened. And so the brain isn't so discerning immediately that, oh, there's not a lion here. This is an issue that I need to deal with with somebody. And that's where we need to do that self-talk and and just get back to what is really happening.
0: So as we look at what conflict does within your body, the next thing it does after getting you all tense like this and (laughs) feeling really yucky is you really get into this place of it's either right or it's wrong. Right there. (laughs) Black and white thinking happens almost instantaneously when you're afraid like this, because you are maybe someone who is used to seeing a lot of perspectives. But when you get into conflict, you tend to only see your side, Mm -hmm. which, of course, is the right side. And everybody else (laughs) is on the other or the wrong side. And you also get almost a sense of amnesia. And and Faith, as I was reading this uh, research paper, I was really surprised to be reminded that you actually forget you like the other person and they may have something good to say. All you can see is this issue in front of you. And so whenever you get into right and wrong thinking, Mm -hmm. if you can pause long enough to recognize that is part of what's happening when conflict hits your body, it's a really good thing to remember. Because We like the people we hang around for the most part. And when we start forgetting all the good that they've done, and we can only see this one thing, it's because something right there is happening to our brain.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So staying present is a really good way, you know, to counter that is to recognize that you've been triggered, recognize what is happening to your body, as you said, and then become a little curious about it. And what is going on? What is this about? What am I really feeling? And I do a lot of self-talk, actually, when I get into conflict and I get into those situations. I, um, I'm i talking to myself inside of my mind and just saying, what is happening? What am I feeling? What? What? what is this about? And I kind of get an overview so I can be more aware um, because that begins to make a difference for me in um, staying present with the person that I'm in conflict with. Sometimes you can come up with
0: a cue, like if you're starting to get out of control and you were saying that you get really good emotional self-talk, you know, what kind of cue do you give yourself? Me, I might go, hey, Lois, I know you've got this. I know you can breathe. I know you can move through because I've started working on this so that when I'm doing my self-talk, I actually have a cue to myself. Do you ever do anything like that, Faith? I mean, because you said you have <laughs> emotional self-talk, as we do, and I think that's healthy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I have lots of discussions in my mind with myself. Um, and those are, I think, my cues. Because it's like the more, the more for me, the more I understand, the less I feel threatened by the conflict. So understanding for me, making something making sense to me helps calm me. So I'm always in my mind trying to figure out uh, what is really going on, And I think that's the uniqueness of who we are. That's how I happen to deal with it. You have cues that help you deal with it. I think the important piece is, what works for you? Yes. What can you find that is something that you can lock onto? that you use in the middle of being able to stay present in the midst of conflict. Because I think what we're both describing is we're almost
0: stepping outside of ourselves, and we're almost hitting the pause button to say, hey, what's going on here? And your understanding... As you talk to yourself, okay. I'm stopping myself with maybe a word or even touching my fingers or doing something that reminds me, get a grip, Lois. <laughs> this is, you know, we're, you're right here, right now, and deal with it, this emotion. Then I'm in control of the emotion rather than the emotion being in control of me. It's
1: good. And then let go of the story. Wow, I like this, because um, this is a very difficult step. It's usually the hardest, because if we can step outside of ourselves and forget the story of what's happening, you can drop the feedback loop between your thoughts and your body. Um, And it's kind of changing this whole narrative that we are stuck in in the moment, that something's being played out, and there's something that we are making assumptions about, something that it's reminding us about, something that we might be afraid about, along with the reality of what we're facing. And there's a lot of different um, factors that are poured into this in the moment, and we need to kind of just... You know, take that deep breath and just go, okay, so what narrative is really happening right now? What, Who is right in front of me? Mm-hmm. Who am I dealing with? And, you know, one of the things that's really helpful is if you know the person well enough and you have a relationship with them is to be able to just say, I am feeling really anxious right now and to let them know how you're feeling. And I don't want to feel that way with you. Can we slow it down? and sometimes slowing it down. Um, It's a way to change the narrative.
0: That's absolutely true. I love that. Because as we're talking, what's happening in our body, we're starting to let things go away from us. Like the story is taking on a life of its own. It's growing. It's being exaggerated. We've done that right and wrong thing. We've done, you've done this, I've done this, and I'm the only one that's right. So the only pause that i can have and position that will improve the situation is if i let go of that story Mm -hmm. and and how do i do that by observing it and and just like you said you're really my friend i really remember these things about you (laughs) let's try to work this out and that changes what's going on in your body because again you are so right when we get all nervous and anxious we are usually operating at warped speed and um By slowing that down, even through our speech, we have a chance to regain and get control of our body again. That's right. Now, focus on your body. So <laughs> now, now that you've you've kind of realized what's going on, you know, by, by taking actions that maybe weren't so positive and now trying to stay present and let go of the story, checking on your body. And and Faith and I speak regularly about the body scan. And this is a good time to start saying, okay, I've noticed it. I need to let go of the story. Now what's happening in my body? Are things beginning to slow down? Is my breathing getting better, better paced? Do I need a drink of water right now? Do I need something to eat? Do I need to take an? app. what, What is it that we need to do? And when you even start saying out loud what's going on, it seems to reduce the tension, because Mm -hmm. once again, that's when I take the power away from whatever my body is
1: doing to me by Mm -hmm. recognizing what's going on. Mm -hmm. And your body is at that point in time, really wanting to tell you what it needs, because it's just been through a traumatic event. (laughs) And So it's needing soothing, it's needing comfort, it's needing fluids, whatever. And so listen to your body, it will guide you. And as we talk about this, it
0: may sound funny that we're bringing this up at the end because Faith and I talk so much about doing this at the beginning, but a really important element is to breathe. And if some of you can remember to do this at the beginning, uh, bravo, and that is very good (laughs) because that is probably ideal. But if you haven't by now, one of the best soothers for me is to pause and breathe. Mm -hmm. There's something called the 90-second rule. And I have started using this a lot in my work and in my own personal life where I put on a timer for 90 seconds when I'm really stressed, when I know a conflict is coming and my body is taking a toll. And if I can wait those 90 seconds before doing anything and breathing during that time, The amount of relief I have at the end of that 90 seconds is extraordinary. And if you want to look it up, the 90secondrule.com, believe me, it's out there. (laughs) And it's a scientific approach to really kind of dealing with stress in life. And it gives you enough time to either reflect and say, that's not where I want to go, or, all right, I do need to go down this road and have a difficult conversation, but I'm prepared now. And I'm not just reacting. As you so often say, Faith, I'm in a place where I can respond.
1: That's it. Yeah. We always want to be responders, not reactors. (laughs) (laughs) You
0: know, conflict is inevitable and very real. And if you can practice some of these mindful techniques that we suggested toward the end of this, you are actually retraining yourself to respond instead of to react.
1: The next time you face a conflict, notice it, let go, focus on your body, and breathe. When anything new happens,
0: take it as an opportunity to free yourself from the old way of doing things. Please share this podcast with a friend. And join us again next week when we explore how could spirituality influence conflict.
1: Sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen.
0: No matter what you face in relationships, your body, spirituality, or your craft,
1: we are here to assure you there is always more to life. We'll be back next week.